Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I am your host, Trevin Stoltzfus. Guys, we're headed home. New Mexico elk is in the books once again. I'm sitting here with uh, Tanner driving. Kyle in the... What would you call that? The passenger, passenger seat. No, but what's the... What, what is it? What's co-pilot seat. That's there what you know. I was called He's navigator. For. Navigator. And I'm in the back because You're I think I'm, I'm the smallest. And so they stick <laughs> me in the back of a... What is with this uh, crew cab? Is this that what you call this pickup? Yes. Where you have four-door? Okay. Let's talk a little bit about New Mexico elk and get into some of our adventures. I, I had a good time. Do you, you don't want to yep. talk about seats anymore? Seats? And truck sizes? No, I don't. Okay. Checking. I'm trying to give the visual for the audience and why they hear rumbling in the background. That's that Tanner's stomach. That's, yeah, it's... <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That, that is true. It, it's it's endless. And then you have the wrestling of the chip bag when he eats. But hopefully he won't be eating on this on this podcast because that's annoying. So uh, five-day hunt. Uh, this is a hunt I've drawn. This is the only two uh, elk hunts I've drawn in, since I moved from New Mexico has been this late-season archery. I drew it last year. And um, then drew it again this year. It's I put it as a second choice, so maybe it's easy to draw or easier to draw as a New Mexico uh, non-resident. But it's definitely a, a unique hunt. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I was a, excited that you were doing this again. That you, you had the opportunity for it. Yeah, I think uh, with. I think in the, with the, with this hunt specifically it is well let's explain it let's kind of set the scene this is a um, we're outside of Capitan around the Capitan Peak area and uh, the hunt runs December 4th through the 8th this year last year I think it was the 1st through the 5th I can't remember but it's you know that first part of, of December the bulls are partnered paired up Bachelor up, up, however you want to say it, and we did not see a cow this this trip, did we? No. Mm, I mean, a cow elk. We did see bovine. Um, We didn't see as many elk. We did not see as many bulls as last year. So what we're doing is we come in, you get up on a on a glassing point. We've got a couple of different uh, high spots, knobs that we climb up on and sit in glass. And it, and first light, you're trying to pick out, as Kyle uh, explains it, golden nuggets. Yeah. They look like golden nuggets on golden the, nuggets you on know. The hill. And how far would you say we're glassing? A mile? A mile to mile three miles. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, the topography is, we're kind of in the rolling hills, but it, we're glassing up on the peak. And it's rough. I mean, it goes probably 1,500 vertical feet, would you say, above us? Yeah, at least, yeah. If not more. More, probably. Of course, where the elk are, we're not, we're not going all the way to the peak because there's just the elk aren't there. That's yeah, very rocky, very rocky on top. They don't, they don't seem to hang out up high, like real high. No. Because they're feeding on what 
the mahogany yeah, and some of that, mahogany. the brush. Um, so we're glassing these bulls. Then we're, it's kind of, I, I tell people all the time, it's kind of like mule deer hunting for elk. You're glassing them down, trying to find a spot where they bed, and then you're moving in. It's, uh, it's pretty fun, you know, picking apart country, yeah. if you like glassing, of course. And for us, uh, this year, we actually had the opportunity to, um, to get, well, uh, probably the best positioning of bedded elk that we've ever had. Wouldn't you agree? That second day, the, well, let's, let's start at the first day. So we get up there, we glass. The idea is we find the elk, we find where they're going, then we move into position, try and reacquire them, um, and just like mule deer. And then how are we gonna? How are we gonna either get in line with where they're moving or put ourselves in a position to intercept them or sneak up on them narrow, like you would a mule deer bedded? We did not. Uh, the first day we we saw elk. Yeah, we saw. The most. We, yeah, so we saw 10 or 11 the first day, right. I think. But we never, they all kind of ended up disappearing into thick stuff, or we didn't really have any idea where they went. It's unique because when they come down, which you would think, oh, great, they're coming down towards us, but they get into the cedars. And the terrain is something pines. else through there. Yeah. Anyway. And and the and just the the cat claws and the and the ocotillo and the choya and the cactus. Yeah, it's just it's thick. So what we're looking for is them to bed um, someplace where maybe they drop into a small draw and and in theory you can see them come out the other side if they were to go just traveling, and they don't. And then you're like, okay, well they're bedded in there um that's that's what we're looking for we're looking for those opportunities then we can turn around and and take the effort and it, there is some effort kyle wouldn't you agree oh for to sure get to that position for sure yeah and the first day we just didn't have uh, a good play so you say okay um we saw a lot of help just nothing we could make a run at and uh taylor my nephew uh, from Las Cruces, he actually came out and helped us glass some, so that was fun. And then we went back, and um, we have a camp set up. It's a 30, 35 minute ride on that Ranger. I mean, it's a rough road. Yeah. We're from where we're glassing to where we uh, set up the the Davis Wall tent, but we uh, have a nice camp. I mean, it's comfortable. And um, last year we stayed in town in Capitan and then drove every day, which put us an hour and 15 to an hour and 30 minutes on the road both one way. And that just ate up a lot of time. On top of that, the road is so rough, we were using my pickup and it just beats the fire out of your pickup. So we brought the Ranger this time and set up a camp and stayed out there. We did miss the shower every night. That was always nice to get a nice warm shower but we were getting back by almost 8 9 o'clock and now we were back in camp by six yeah so um yeah a few more uh 
plans that need to be made in order to make that comfortable and, and you know, plan food out and stuff like that, but it, it was sure worth it. So the second day, we went back out, and that was the day it was pretty windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was blowing pretty good that day. And right away, was it right away you found... Yeah. That was when you had to... Did you have to go back? I had to... Yeah, oh. just to get Taylor. Yep. Just to get right. Taylor because he had to run into town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went up. You found that. No, I, I actually I actually found that bullet. Mm-hmm. A nice 6 by 7 mm-hmm. Probably in 315, 320 class. 6 by 7 mm-hmm. um, Which there's a side note on that bull too, by the way. That's kind of a cool little side story. We'll let Tanner tell here in a second. But... We were able to watch. He was with another bull, which who was a unique. We'd found the first day he was a unique bull because he had five on one side. Yep. And then a spike. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a brow tine that kind of went off at a weird angle, and then a long, probably 30, 30 inch, thirty some inch spike yeah. coming off. Which in New Mexico you can't hunt. Or you can't kill a bull unless it has six on one side. In this unit. In this unit. So, uh, yeah, on this hunt, in this unit. The, the crazy thing is last year we saw a lot more elk, but we saw more legal bulls this year because they were all broken up last year from such a drought in the summertime. They were just, their antlers were brittle. So that was kind of cool. Um, but... Tell 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 the story of because I had gone back to grab Taylor, came back, talked through what happened there. Yeah, so we that was like not you left at like nine thirty, so we we watched him and uh, the six by seven and that goofy bull kind of fed around on the hill and then um, they ended up tipping into this little draw uh, where we could still see him and, and bedding there. And it took you an hour, an hour and a half to. Someone's phone is to uh, get back, and um, by that time, you know, they were still there. So we, so Kyle and I, dropped off the hill down to the ranger, and we went. We just we got around there to where we could come up the backside of this big ridge, and the ridge is a it's a really nice ridge for stalking, really, because it's. It's thick, but it's real steep with a lot of big rock outcroppings um, and boulders and stuff. So you kind of can get up on those if you need to, to shoot down into some of that stuff. So we felt like it was a pretty good, pretty good play. I I was actually really excited because it was probably the best play we've ever had. For yeah. sure. And we got up, um, we had a decision to make. Do we leave somebody back glassing that where they where those bulls bedded to try and communicate with us, or do we all go in there and try and get up there and, and see if we can find them? And maybe we made a mistake. I don't know. Um, I guess we could have found another glassing knob and maybe set up Taylor and then gone in after him. But we ended up going up in there and. Um, got on the backside, which was really shielded from the wind too. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of a little saddle that they were 
bedded underneath and once we got up to there we could tell i mean there's just elk sign all over the top of that ridge and going through that saddle and stuff so um we got up on that there's a big huge rock right there and i got up on there and you could see a lot of it but i couldn't see where they had been bedded um, at all so there's kind of, kind of a little flat there and you guys went around yeah we kind of you and i kind of made a, a decision you were gonna we were gonna go around and get on that flat and kind of just post up yeah you were gonna go and make kind of a loop to the opposite side and look back to where you could see and see if they were still bedded in the same spot yeah the ridge it's kind of a really narrow ridge going up from that saddle and there's a there's a big boulder up higher where i thought i could climb up there up a lot higher and see back down into where they were bedded so that's uh, so i headed that way and you guys kind of set up on the bench where you were just above within 100 yards of where they were bedded just a little bit above them and to co come to find out as i was just kind of slinking out there to look over i would i would have probably have been within had they been bedded there still i would i was probably within 30 yards of them easy yeah you would we would have seen we would have seen that funny one don't you think yeah yeah you were pretty you'd have been really close right there so um, uh Kyle and I are kind of, of course, Kyle had been watching from the glassing spot, so you had a better understanding. I didn't know where they bedded, because I had not seen them. And you were kind of trying to explain to me there where they should be, where they would be, and they weren't there. Right. Yeah, because we, I mean, even at that time in the moment of you moving up, just to try to get a, a better view, and as I'm behind you, I'm like, that's the... They should be right there. Well, and the crazy thing was, I was not prepared if they were there. I was just going to look. I assumed we were Same. 100, 70 yards away. Just, I was going to just try and pick it apart and see if I could see a time. Come to find out, what I probably should have done is had my bow in my hand, and you should have had a camera ready to rock and well, roll. Well, I had the camera rolling right, on right, it. Right, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I should have been yeah. prepared. And I'm literally just sneaking up there without even a bow in my hand or nothing and I'm looking over and we probably you're like we what five maybe six minutes you and I are back and forth and I'm, you're like no he should be right there mm -hmm. like 20 yards from us and I and this was the other bull that spike bull that was with him uh, we, we nicknamed the, the 6x7 Heinz 67 just because we can and um it, more more so to be able to reference the bull because if we saw another six by seven then you say that's yeah anyway you know what i mean <laughs> so we end up getting a text from tanner tanner take us through that i bet that was exciting oh well i was walking up that ridge and as i got up to where i wanted to glass there's a big the big tall rock um it actually has a it has a split in it like it's just two big pieces laying next to each other and there's a little corridor through the middle that's all sandy and i got to probably 15 yards of that and i heard an elk get up in there and start to run and i was like well crap but i was like well you know they should still be bedded off on this hill somewhere and we had seen more bulls on day one up on that ridge so i'm like well hopefully this is just another bull another bull and and so i 
I kind of I wanted to I wanted to verify which bull it was. That way I could I could uh, you know know for sure that we still had bulls to hunt down there. And so I took a few quick steps to try to get a glimpse. And as I did that, I heard another bull get up to my right, and he he jumped up and took off. And then I saw that it was the goofy bull with the spike. So my heart kind of sunk then because I was like, well, this other bull, I never got a look at the other, the other bull, but he was know, right there by him with those two had been together all day. So I just assumed, you know, that it was the bull we were going after that I spooked, which, I mean, there's no way to, to have known that other than if we'd, uh, you know, hindsight being what it is, we should have probably had someone stay back to watch. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. And yeah, I don't know what you do. In that, that spot, we wouldn't have had a play because the wind is really weird at the top of that ridge as it kind of eddies over the top. And they were in some really thick stuff at that point. And we would have had no way to get above them or anything. Yeah, it's, I mean, what do you do? You, you, you know, you do the best you can, but. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they're going to, like he and Kyle and I even knew they were like, yeah, they're gonna get up, but we didn't. Know. There was a, there was some shade there close to them where they bedded the original time. So we're like, hope I think hopefully you know they'll just move down into that shade, blow those rocks, blah blah blah. And that's what I thought too, not move up. Yeah, and so I mean, other than just having an, an extra set of eyes there to say, hey, they moved up to that top of that ridge. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. My, when, when we got the text that you had, you know, were 15 yards from them when they blew out, I, I don't know why, but I looked at Kyle because he told me, and I said, are you kidding? Like, who would make a joke like that? <laughs> right? Right. And I, but you're like, no, we're here. We're right in the right spot. No, it, like it, I felt like I didn't have a chance. Right. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to have a chance. I just wanted to be in the game. Yeah. And that's the tough thing about this hunt is you spend so much time not even in the game. Yeah. yeah. And even in this case too, if say Tanner, say you were in Tanner's place moving in, you just walking through there was enough to get that bull up anyway. Yeah. So, I'm sure the wind just kind of swirled yeah. up there. Because where we were, it was perfect with the wind. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it would have been tough to shoot very far. Right. But we would have been so close anyway, it would have been we perfect. Were. So, in desperation, disappointment, we got over it pretty quick. I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, that's hunting. That's bow hunting, specifically. So we worked our way back down, and and but you know when you make a play like that, your day is done. Yeah. Unless you just were to, and I know you were glassing bulls, or glassing four other elk on our way down. Um, but unless you just stumble on one, and we did actually bump a, 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 oh, a, a right. younger bull out in the thick stuff, which even if we'd have known he's, he was there, we couldn't have got close enough for a shot, and he wasn't legal. But you're pretty much done. You yeah. make that commitment. What time did we leave to go up there? Wasn't it like right around noon? 
Yeah, probably pretty close to noon, I would say. And we got back and it was almost dark. Yeah, it was yeah. just just getting dark. So, you know, what I think what we've learned in the past two years is you have two plays. You have the play where we did like that, where you're waiting for them to bed and then you're moving in. And that's your one shot for that day. Or, like later in the hunt, you see them and you keep a spotter and then you, you know, you go and try and reacquire them. Yeah. And we've done both of those. Um, the next day, though, was the third day. And we really didn't. Remind me about the third day. We didn't really. You saw those two bulls drop down and into oh, the thick right. stuff. They kind of took off. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that took off. So yeah, I there was a, a, a nice six by five that we had seen. That Taylor had actually picked out walking through the flats. Yep. Day yeah. On day one mm-hmm. on Saturday. Um, and then him and the, he was hanging out with a another six point a smaller six point um and both of those they fed for a while up on this these two points and then they ended up just booking it down into the into the thick stuff and they dropped into a nasty little canyon where there was really no no way to see where they went and that was that was about it i think for that day yeah and i mean literally that was about it and I think we glassed, and then I think we went and cut firewood. Yeah, we went and cut some some wood. And then that brings us to day four. Taylor has left already. He had had to leave um, the night of the second day two and go back and get to work. Um, so it's just the three of us um, at that juncture. Um, so. Day four, I remember it was cold. Wasn't that the really cold morning? Yeah, it was one of the... Yeah, it was. It was colder. No, day three was the freezing... Yeah. Yeah, okay. But it was still pretty chilly. And we got... cloud cover. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. Yeah, it was a little bit... Yeah. So, beautiful sunrises when there's cloud cover, that's for sure, in New Mexico. So, we get there as is normal Tanner books it up you and I are still Kyle you and I are still getting our stuff together we start heading up by the time I got up there and got sat down you had found that 6x7 again and he was he was further further to the west than than what he was before he was closer to us actually closer to us and actually closer to a road where we could get to towards him closer towards him before we even made a play yep so you even suggested you guys need to go yeah with and especially because you know where he's at it's not the the first ridge that we stalked him on he's up on a big ridge where you could definitely uh keep track of him for a long time but on this this instance he was pretty close to a flat and so i was like if if you guys can get there 
especially with that road being there before he drops into that flat that'd be that'd be really good so i think i mean you guys didn't hardly spend any time up on the glassing point at all we loaded back up and, and headed up and and our plan was to really uh go up that road and then pull over and actually climb another glassing knob another knob that we could try and reacquire him from mm-hmm. and um when we first got up there i did not see him like right away i didn't pick him up and i think that's when we found out that he had dropped down into the the thicker yeah. junipers and, and cedars and yeah, yeah and you, weren't, drop down. you weren't too far behind him really i mean you were probably almost parked when he finally hit the when he finally hit the trees but yeah, i ended up dipping into the trees and then i i lost him so there's that, that you guys were right at that little glassing knob and that was probably the best the best option for seeing him again so we we had a decision to make there, didn't we, Kyle? Yep. It was one of those ones where you go, okay, what do we do? Do we sit here all day, assuming he was in the area uh, where we think he dropped Where we it. think he dropped it, which is thick, which literally he could have taken four steps in and bedded, and we'd never seen him see him again or see him unless he stood up and we we run the risk or we wager that he at some time during the day is going to step up stand up feed a little bit reposition and bed back down so we or or we could go back to tanner which would be a waste right yeah waste of time and now the wind's blowing it wasn't quite as bad as the day before, but it was still probably 10 to 15 mile per hour wind. Um, and we hunkered kind of out of the wind a little bit. Um, yeah. And just get up, and we literally just sat there. And about 2, what, 2.15 or so, 2.30, I was glassing. Um, it's funny because I, I left my outdoorsman tripod with my 15s in the in the Ranger so I just had my 10 by 50s that are in my harness my bino harness and I'm glassing with those but with the wind I was struggling keeping them steady so I ended up using my trekking pole in reverse upside down and figured out how to anyway it made it a lot steadier in that wind and I just happened to, I just remember I had taken a break. I think we'd eaten some, uh, a little snack or something. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back to glass. And by now, I'm not just glassing the area that we expect him to be in, but I'm also glassing the, the, the surrounding peaks. And uh, <laughs> I just scroll, kind of scanned very slowly over this thick, thick area, and he stands up. Now, I can't see his full body, but I can see his rack poking up out of the... I mean, that's how short this cover is, but but it's still pretty thick. And the son of a gun stands up, and he's 300... What did I tell you? 372? Yeah. Yeah, 370-something, 360-something like that. Away from us. I'm like, man, if I had a rifle, 
this would be a done deal all day um and he feeds and he fed for what 35 minutes just probably in a 20 yard uh, circle of yeah. area and then disappeared again <coughs> sorry about that excuse me that's how you sneeze Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Kyle has a unique sneeze. Um, but that's another story. So he feeds in this 20, you know, 20 yard circle and disappears. And I, I'm just confident by then that he bedded down. In the meantime, Kyle, I think you had texted Tanner and Tanner was actually coming to us, wasn't he? He asked if he should, because it was funny. I, right when I asked, hey, where are the bulls at? And like, right, like, as I sent that, that's when you said you saw that bull <laughs> and so Tanner asked should I come over and I said yeah he trucked it on over how far were you as the crow flies from where we were at a uh, mile and a half I think as the crow flies and so you were probably two miles through the road system yeah I didn't take the road the whole time but yeah 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 you got there pretty dang quick yeah I'd say he was there in 30 minutes wouldn't he what'd you say it was 28 yeah, from the top of the knob to the ranger. Yeah. And then he came on up, and, and so what the good thing about that is we knew, the again, that 20-yard area that that bull's been feeding, and I'm 95% sure he bedded right there. I cannot pick out his antlers through how thick it is, but we're pretty sure he bedded there. And so we are looking around, and now we have Tanner, and we're thinking, how are we going to do this? If he does stand up, how are we going to make a play on him? It's so thick. We have to let him feed one way or the other. And, um, Kyle, I believe you were looking around, and you're the one that saw, oh, he just stood up. Yeah. And it was probably 4.30 by then. Same spot, too. Yeah. Yeah, right there, right there, exactly like we thought. And so that was the plan. Then the plan was for us to, and he just fed, for you and I to get to the edge of that thick stuff and hope that he feeds down towards us. Yeah, there were a couple grassy spots that were kind of open. Right. Where you could shoot maybe 20 yards. Yeah. Because literally, when you got in the trees, it was, there was times you couldn't shoot eight yards. It was so thick. Mm Mm-hmm. So we did. That's exactly what we did. We bailed off there. We're, we're tr- trying to do two things. One, we're trying to get in position. And two, we're trying to beat the sun that is setting rapidly. And I could tell that you were in a, not in a, a rush, but we were we were in a process of trying to beat that, that sun dropping. Right. And in turn, communicating with Tanner to make sure that we're not misdirecting ourselves from where this bull might be or might be moving because at this juncture tanner is our overwatch watching this bull feed and hopefully giving us direction of okay go here um and we got across there pretty quick i think i overshot where i needed to come out and i came out a little farther to the west than i wanted to and by then he had fed a little bit to the east but he still what 20 30 yards in that thick stuff yeah and i have a west wind so literally my wind is perfect as long as i don't get you know left of him or west of him 
Um, well, we were pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, and well, show, talk about what you saw, Tanner, because you're looking at the whole picture unfold. Well, and you guys, you guys honestly got over there quicker than I thought you were going to, and I'm kind of, we had kind of planned like, hey, once you, you come in, you're going to go down across the draw and then move west, basically, until you hit this grassy patch, and that's really the only marker you had, because the whole hill is just brush, it's all the same, and so I'm sitting there watching the bull and he's kind of in and out of the cover so I'm trying to stay on him pretty good and then you guys are like hey you see us right and I was like uh negative because I'm, I'm looking you know like off to the uh off to the right to try to figure out you know when you guys are getting close to that grass and then you're like hey do you see us and I'm like no so I'm looking and then finally I see you and you're kind of you're already on the west side of that patch of grass and so he had he had moved a little bit and then as I'm as I'm looking for you he starts to walk you know to the east to the right and so now you guys are like from my angle he's almost straight above you and then I don't know if because he's just feeding along feeding along and then I, you, I don't know where you guys went after that, but I lost you guys, and it was kind of all just happening too fast for us to communicate back and forth like that, and, and then I see him pick up his head and look kind of towards that grassy patch, and then he started walking like towards you kind of like, but he was very like keyed in, like maybe he heard you or something, and then he comes to within maybe 30 yards of that grass and then he decides that he didn't like whatever whatever it was and he takes off into this canyon back to the east um, and I only saw him for maybe two strides and then he disappeared yeah and it's heartbreak city for us <laughs> yeah and from our point of view Kyle and I got too close too quick. I had literally just pulled my bow off my pack and got it in my hands, and we were probably within at, within 30 yards of him. At that moment, not yeah. knowing. Yeah. I thought we, I, th I still thought we were 100 yards away from him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't realize, realize we, were that close. we were that close. And then, um, yeah. And then the idea was somehow we got it in our head that he was to our left. Yeah, the way I read, yeah. I was thinking when he said he he just left, I was reading it as he's just left. Yeah. So it, a normal person would say he blew out of there <laughs> instead of he's just left. I didn't say he's. I said no, he. No, he said he. He didn't put S right. at the end of it. Exactly. I just but you could see it. how one yeah. apostrophe and one, one letter. You could see if someone can can't read. Yeah. Can I'm in a moment of trying to run a camera right. and read and communicate and, right. yeah. and right. keep up with you while and, you're trying and, to oh, hustle. Wait, wait. <laughs> Whose phone were you using because your phone was dead? Because I took some stunning 4K footage of him. So you're welcome. <laughs> So, so you, I don't have my phone, which I have him marked where he's at on my Onyx on my phone, because I'd already been doing that throughout the day. So I, 
I, a couple times I'm like, well, I'll just look at Onyx and see where we're at in reference to them. But I didn't, ha and, and Kyle didn't have it on his because it was on, I marked it on my Onyx. Oh, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of comedy of errors. Well, I think if it would have happened 30 minutes sooner, you know, if he, if he would have got up 30 minutes sooner, it would have given us more time to probably relax in, in, with time. Because we wouldn't have been been rushed as much to try to beat the sun either. Yeah, I. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was so dang close. It was. You know, we were we were, we were trying to beat the sun, but we were also. I was in hunt mode. And my idea, I mean, I'd already thought of this was, well, you can video me shoot the bull, like you know, normally, we don't shoot unless we're on the animal right the cameraman's on the animal and I had already basically consigned myself to if I can kill this bull and you video me killing it that's good enough yeah because it was so thick yeah in hindsight from the cameraman's perspective I would have much rather taken just the handheld camera right and the right. 24 to 70 and just follow behind you because carrying a tripod through that joke, oh, it was, yeah. I, which I do think was part of the problem, plus yeah. the rocks we were stepping on, but that tripod was yeah, you're just trying to get through everything. You can't help but clink, 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 and then you're breaking sticks, and yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know what? It was awesome because we went, we saw him early, we made a plan, we reacquired him. You know, everything we were doing was working for that even though it, he wasn't in the perfect spot like uh like he was on day two you know the same six by seven now let's back up a sec and let's talk about tanner's obsessive compulsive shed hunting it blows me away because i've i've only known tanner for a couple years and it, i just assume everywhere we go in any mountain range he'll find one and that's pretty true on every hunt we've ever been on he's found something but let's talk about what happened was that the second day or was that the first day that was the first day when okay. we, we saw all those bulls and we're up on the glassing knob and just nothing's happening and we got some clouds which is always it's always helps um, glassing sheds if there's if there's some clouds, it's, if it's overcast, because you're not getting a lot of contrast and everything, and it just, I don't know, it seems like those, they really pop. Um, and I I just happened to glass up a shed quite a ways away, on uh, an elk shed. Like, I don't, I don't know what time that was, but yeah, and we ended up, we didn't have anything going, so. You ended up, you and Kyle ran over there. I say ran over there, you guys drove and, and this is in the same area that we got on this six by seven uh, on day four. So you had actually been up on that mountain. Yep. Right? And so you picked up a pretty decent, was the right side? Yes. Right side six. And then you also found. Oh, the funny. The, oh yeah, we found we found a shed off of the goofy spike bowl. Right. Just the spike side, which is kind of cool. Big old long spike. Oh. We were, and especially seeing him day two, we were convinced that was him. Yeah, yes, yeah. There was no doubt about it. So we, you pick up a good six-point shed, the the goofy spike bull shed, day one. Pretty successful as far as shed hunting goes. Yeah. Now. And then on day two, when we saw the six by seven, 
as I'm looking at them, I was like, I, this might be, that might be the, the, uh, same bull as the shed I picked up on day one, his six point side. And, and I'm like, this, this looks pretty dang close. And we're looking at the spike. And too. the spike. And right. I'm like, holy cow. We got two sheds off of the two bulls we found the next day. So that was, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. But it doesn't end there. Because previously, before that bull stood up on day four, when Kyle reacquired him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Tanner is sitting there and said, you're not going to believe this, boys. <laughs> I just, I think I just glassed up another shed. And it wasn't far from the shed that you found day one. No, no, and I could tell I glassed up. You could just see his, his two fronts and his sword and maybe a little bit of the third sticking out of some grass over there and it was straight below uh, the first six point I picked up which I picked up a couple more besides those but uh, so I'm like how crazy would that be if we're sitting there hunting this bull and that's the match and it's a seven point and it's the same bull that we're hunting and then yep you went and picked it up and sure enough it was a seven point side so so how, it would have been a perfect ending to a perfect story had I been able to shoot that and kill that bull, and then you have his last year's sheds. Yep. But. Alas. Alas, it is not to be. So day five. Uh, which is today. We get up. It's not as cold. Actually, it's not bad when we first got up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty calm. We get out there. By the time we get out to the glassing knob, it's got to be 30 mile per hour winds. Yeah, it was Gusts blowing. at least. For it, sure. It helped me get up the mountain. Push me <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it did. So we get up. We start glassing. Again, looking to acquire something right away. Then we can move in, reacquire it, make a plan, kill it. I just think the wind was just whipping. I think everything was in the thick timber. Yeah. Because you that, only glassed one bull up, and, and it was down in the timber. Yeah, and that's what, was it day three that was windy? So windy, so. and we didn't really see. No, it was day two. Day two because. Well, there was another, there was another well. Yeah, it was, because we didn't see anything at all, and then you picked, ended up picking. And that but, was about nine o'clock when I picked, when I finally uh, found that six by seven yeah yeah so just on the windy days I mean obviously and the glassing knob that we were on uh, isn't the I wouldn't say is the not the best for a west wind because you can see a lot more exposed west facing hills than you can the other side where elk might tuck in right Um, so that's kind of that makes it a little bit difficult so after glassing this morning we basically came to a realization that our day was i mean we could have sat there and glassed all day and hoped the wind died down and something made itself you know showed up and then we don't have enough time to get on it yeah or we could have taken our bow for a walk through rough country and uh, basically jump shooting elk with a bow, which we know how successful that is. 
And that's, I mean, that's what some people do. They just literally go and start walking and they hope that they can glass something up as they're walking this predetermined uh, trail or, or ridge line or whatever. And I just am not into doing that. Not on, not when you can't call them in. Not when you can't call them in. Not when you can't see them. Mm-hmm. And and how many bulls did we do, did we blow out going through quick or uh, thick timber or thick you know scrub oak juniper? You know it's not not huge timber. It's 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 P- thick PJs and yeah. mahogany. But mm-hmm. yeah. but we blew bulls out because we didn't know they were in there. So you're your best bet is definitely making the plan making that approach reacquiring them working together glassing and then having somebody stay on top of them with glass who can communicate with you Um, so I mean that pretty much was where we decided okay we're it was a great hunt we're good and we're heading out and we came back and broke camp and now we're on the road heading back to Colorado yeah. It was a great, great was, time. I mean, a I, lot of fun. I don't know that I would do anything different other than maybe on day two, having somebody stay behind glass yeah. to yeah, communicate with sure. us so that we would have known they got up and moved. That would have made a huge difference. I don't know that the person glassing would have seen where they went as far as, okay, they're by that big split rock or anything like that, just in the fact that they headed up that way. Yeah. But well, even, it would have helped also if you didn't have to leave and we could have got an earlier start I think oh right that right. was because we lost two hours probably when I that. went back and uh, grabbed Taylor right because right. it was 30 yeah but we but that was essential yeah. we had to yep. it was just part so. of what needed to happen and one morning um, was it the one that we made the was it that mo- No, it wasn't that morning when I had to go back because my bow sight was all jacked. Was that day four? Mm. Was that the... Uh, no, that was day three. That was day three, yeah. Because you'd lost... Because those bulls had gone down into the... Yeah. Um, we got we got to the glassing knob, and I pulled my bow out, and it my bow sight was loose. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not good. So I ended up dropping you guys off, turned around and drove... 35 minutes back got my bow tightened everything up shot it made sure it was fine shot it with broadheads you know all of that stuff's the reason you always have a target with you in camp and then came back and by then it was unfortunately uh those bull we'd lost those bulls so uh, it was fun that was a good hunt i like i like that hunt honestly it's hard i think it i think you need seven to ten days yeah it's hard that it's a five day hunt definitely yeah i think you need seven to ten days um because i feel like we were just getting in a rhythm yeah um the first day basically a bust the second day was probably our best opportunity that we didn't capitalize on and then the fourth day third day bust fourth day really good you know i mean we got within 30 40 yards even though we didn't see the bull we didn't have an arrow draw or i didn't get to draw my bow but yeah yeah and similar to the previous last year you had two 
we had two opportunities where we went in towards something. Yeah, but we didn't even really Co- have... Correct. We didn't really have two because we were competing with someone. This year, at least we won, yeah, which we, was we great. saw people. I never felt like we were competing going after bulls. Right. The same bulls other which people were nice. going after. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, it was fun. Guys, thanks for thanks for going with me. Heck yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Good I don't know time. that I will apply for this tag again. I don't know. You should just draw the Gila. I know. That's, I, well, that's what I always apply for. This I is know. always a second choice. You know? You uh, know? I'd love to get get on a Gila hunt. It's been a do long it. time. I'll do it. If you don't want to do it, I'll do it. You know right. what? Take one for the team. Well, I mean, you got to draw the tag. That's all right. Yeah, part. I'll do it. It's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> well... That concludes this exciting hunt. We're on to bigger and better. We've got uh, Christmas coming up. We've got the New Year's, and who knows what's happening in the future. But we've got lots of exciting things in the works, for sure. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys down the road. God bless.